Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Your Week in Chess. My name is Alex O'Connor, and I am here with my co-host, Jordan Vassar, who is currently laid up in a Victorian sickbed. Jordan, how are things going in the land of Oliver Twist? Yeah, they're... I'm not so sick anymore. I was... I had a cold or... You're dying. You're bleeding. We understand. I had a it's okay. I had a Get cold the or the flu or COVID or, I don't know, some sort of respiratory thing early last week. Um, but I don't know. When I get upper respiratory things, I have coughs for, for weeks afterwards. So I'm dealing with the aftermath. Uh, unfortunately, when I laugh, I cough. So um, that will just be a little bit of editing out on, on my part. And hopefully I don't blow up Alex's ears. But Alex, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I've also recovered from the sweating sickness or whatever it is that you have. <laughs> no, but I'm doing well. Things are good. You we were had sick? Some... I wasn't sick, but I just you know was sick with like a malaise, just sympathetically with oh, you, just so I... that we could collectively uh, suffer. Uh, so and... actually, no, I actually was sick. I was sick. Yeah, that was really terrible for like three days, but then... Um, Dayquil knocked it out, so here we are recording a podcast. Well, I'm so jealous that you don't have the the thing that happens to me, which is I just get, my coughs, they just linger. I had a cough in October for a month and a half. It's the sweating sickness. It's the malaise. You need bleeding. You need to have a good, a good nurse to open your veins. That'll get all of the bad blood out, and then you'll be fine. I need some leeches. Where are where are the closest leeches? You know, you're in LA. I think you could probably find some, yeah. some homeopathic remedy. Yeah, yeah, really get into <laughs> but that. But we're LA really excited. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We we had a very exciting week though, in that Mr. Jordan had another over the board tournament. Yeah. Now, Jordan, I saw the games. Tell them to the people. They want to know how did your games go? How was your tournament? Overall thoughts? Win loss? Give us the whole nine yards. Uh, so this is tournament number two. Uh, my first tournament was about two months ago where I did um, three out of six in a under 1,000 section. Uh, this tournament, I did two out of six. Uh, but even though I was two out of six, I, I, I played a lot better in this game than I did There were some heartbreakers. There were some heartbreakers. But... Um, I don't know if I sent you all the games in the first one. In the first tournament, I one move blundered, essentially one move blundered in four different games. Now explain what you mean by one move blunder. Yeah, so um, I'll explain it in in talking about a game um, uh, this tournament. I only one move blundered one time, one out of six games in this tournament. What I did was I moved a bishop to pin the opponent's knight to the opponent's king. Uh, which is, you know, a, a decent move, a decent attacking move in chess. I just had forgotten that the opponent can move their queen to check my king. And then after checking my king, could just take my bishop for free. Are you telling me that the opponent has a brain of their own? The opponent... And pieces? The opponent has a brain of their own. but And pieces that work. But I didn't get punished. No punishment this time. There you go. Uh, there you go. But So basically a one-move blunder is when you 
just completely screw up your game in one move. Yes, it's it's screwing up your game uh, without forcing your opponent to do anything. Those are the best kind of blunders <laughs> when other people do them for me. Yes. So Weird. I would love for that to happen and bring that energy to our correspondence games. Yeah, weirdly, weirdly, um, I, I, uh, that happens, it ha- I do it more than opponent seems to do it. But going into this tournament, you know, I wanted to have input-based um, goals, not output-based goals, uh, because going into a tournament, you're, t- you're, you're playing against people that are, you know, I'll take my own example. My provisional rating is 700, um, but, you know, my over-the-board strength is probably 850, right? That's how everyone is at these tournaments. Um, does that make sense? Am I explaining that okay? Sure. Uh, so you want to have input-based goals. My input-based goals were twofold. Not one-move blundering, and not just, like, not just underestimating an opponent attack, and just losing in spectacular fashion in the middle game <laughs> by checkmate. Um, These are good goals. And you went you went through the games. I mean, we talked about we talked about the one move blunder. But did you see me do? Did I lose in spectacular fashion at all? No, I thought that you were fighting like pretty much above your rating level. And I would I would tell you if you sucked. <laughs> just know that. Yeah, know that and feel that in your little Victorian heart. It's just fluttering away. No, but well, no, but that... I, I actually feel like you you fought really well in the games, and I thought that they were you went up against some tough opponents, and you know they just kind of outplayed you a little bit. But there's not really a lot of shame in that. It's not like you gave up your queen in the middle of the you know middle game or something like that. You know, I thought that your games from what I saw of this one versus what I saw of the last one, I thought that you had improved and you had gotten more comfortable over the board, which I think is progress, and I think that that's something that you should be happy about. Yeah, I you know I, I was I was very happy about it. Um, I I I was just felt a lot stronger. Um, you know, just with my own chess improvement, uh, which isn't something we talk a lot about here because you know there's so many podcasts about chess improvement. But look, we're all playing chess all the time. Obviously, we want to get better. Um, I want. I want my over-the-board chest strength to be as high as our chest strength is in our correspondence games. Um, yeah. And there's only one way to do that, and that's to play a ton of over-the-board chess, uh, which I'm, you know, kind of trying to do. Um, you know, you, you never play as much as you want to, but, you know, I do play a minimum once a week. Which is it's really interesting to me that you have such a disparity and maybe it's because I haven't played in a tournament setting before. So I have played in chess clubs. I've played with friends uh, and that kind of thing. And I, I don't really feel like there's too much of a disparity, maybe for like a rusty first game or something like that. Once you get used to kind of the the pieces in 3D form, but I, I don't know if I'm so much weaker and I, I definitely see those games where you know, I'm like, Jordan would not have made that blunder if we had been playing, you know, anything other than like maybe a five minute game or a two minute game or something like that. Like then, you know, it's not really a blunder. It's just how it goes. But, 
you know, and what are the, what is the time format that you are playing these games in? This was, this one was, this one was wild. Um, I guess I would say at, at my level under, under 1000, under 1200, I just think we should be playing all like each, each person gets 60 minutes with 10 second delay, not 10 second bonus, 10 second delay. That's just the pace at which these games are happening. Um, yeah. you know, my, my long game, uh, which was game number, um, okay. So the time format is a hundred minutes, one hour and 40 minutes per person with 30 second bonus time. I just feel like we don't need that much time. No. And I also think that it could be used to punish too. Like if you had some mean opponent and you were losing, you just like go go to the bathroom for like 30 minutes between moves and then you'd get the same result, but the person would have a much less good of a time. Yes, that is absolutely the case. Um, I, uh, and you know, so constantly games were ending when people had like 135 minutes on the clock. Hmm. It was. Kids. I actually think that that might have been a little bit too, too little thinking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and it was kids because kids just sit down. Kids play fast. Um, they either uh, tactically beat you or you positionally beat them. Those are your options because they they're you know they can see the pieces better than you can see them at at basically any level. Uh, but I really tried to use my time. Um, I. I saw at the first game that people were playing so fast. So I would be going deep into the tank on move like eight. Because uh, a lot of my games were very tactical. Um, open positions early on. You know, a lot of pieces off the board. Uh, so there were multiple games where I was using like 20 minutes on move eight. And opponent was not very happy with me. But that's the time format. It's like I'm using the thing, right? Yeah, and I don't necessarily think that you should be punished for using what you're given, but yeah. That, that that does almost sound like it would be not as much fun as a quicker game, maybe. I've never played a game that long. I, I think the longest game that I've played is like 15 plus 30 over the board. And even that felt like it was too long. I was like, ah, like we don't need to be sitting here for this long, you know? It's it's fine, right? You know, we, we know what the move is. You know, we're not deep thinking. We're not We're not engine players, you know, we... We have like one move and then we like that and then we do it. <laughs> uh, I've, I have a question for you. If you had to estimate wh- how many points lower am I this tournament than in our correspondence games? What is your, uh, your chess.com is like what, like a thousand or something? No, yeah, just like estimate our correspondence games. I, I mean, I don't know. Is this an exercise that, that you want to do, but... Would you say it's 100 know, points like, lower, 200 points lower? Probably between 100 and 200. Yeah. So there's still a lot of improvement to be done. Yeah. Do you think that it's just you're getting in your head as you sit down and you're like, oh, this is like a big deal, and then you kind of don't play as well? Yeah. I mean, did you see how much better my sixth game was than my previous games? Yeah. Uh, you Except know, for the ones that you won. I, yeah, um... Well, one of the games that I won, I 
one move blundered and should have just lost the game. Uh, but he didn't know, but, so it wasn't a blunder. Yeah, and, and on you know what we were talking about, I took a long time. I moved. He he gets sixty sec. He gets thirty second increment. He moved within within the thirty seconds. He just he blitzed out his move, and it's like that's why you got to check. Uh, <laughs> but oh, okay. So the thing that was the difference about the six game is that I was wearing a hat. Okay, we're not. No, wrong. But maybe let's see. Let's. Yeah. I'll let you go. Okay. <laughs> It's, I, I have a lot of glare problems where I get migraines from overhead lighting. Oh. Um, I have overhead lighting. I'm, I'm in a new, uh, I moved uh, to a beautiful house in, right by the beach. Uh, not right by the beach, but close to the beach. Um, He's convalescing <laughs> with his Victorian sickness in a new place. Yeah. He's going and getting smelling salts. It's homeopathic. But you notice when I was at my last apartment, I never had... Just ignoring it. (laughs) I never had an overhead light on. That's true. I never had an overhead light on. I can't do overhead lights. So I think, honestly, I think I'm going to gain like 150 points just by wearing hats. Maybe that's the call. You should wear a hat the entire time next time. Yeah. Because I won't get migraines. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like some other kind of Victorian sickness that can only be cured by bleeding you. Oh, there he goes again. He needs to get some smelling salts. He's coughing. Oh, no. Call the doctor. Get the leeches. There he goes again. This is going off the rails. Well... As Jordan passes away slowly and quietly in his sickbed, I think that I should talk about my week in chess. Yes, please. How was your um, week in chess, Alex? I had a shockingly good week in chess. I was very happy with it. And I think that it's from one thing. So, as you guys may remember, I am a large proponent of the English opening, um, which... I enjoy. I enjoy it. I feel like I understand it. It throws off the opponents. But the problem with it was is that I just feel like I was always getting the same positions and I was playing the same game over and over and over and over again. And I was quite frankly bored. It just was not enjoyable. And I was like, I just keep like, I'm just not excited about these games. I was making blunders. I was just not really enjoying them. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go back to the basics and go to just king's pawn opening because that's kind of like the move for everybody that's that's the move that we all learn first and it also just leads to varied games because there are so many other ways that you can handle that and you get caught like new openings new craziness like things change and so since playing just other openings i've been a enjoying chess a lot more but then also b i feel like i've been getting a lot better and also you know kind of the opposite problem of jordan is i have been playing like crazy bullet games so i've been doing like two plus one so like two minutes with a one second increment and like five minute games sometimes 
but I've been doing a lot of two plus one because I kind of just like the craziness of bullet chess because no one's calculating. Like it's all instinct. <laughs> it's all like honing your edge and like just like cutting people's throats and punishing blunders hardcore, which I've really enjoyed. And people have uh, they've punished me as well. And, you know, they've they've put me in states where I was similar to Jordan, just weeping, you know, surrounded by family. Um, you know, like we were all wearing long dresses. It was just a devastating thing that happened for all of us. Um, but Did like it was it's nice because like you blunder, but then your opponents also blunder in ways that are kind of like satisfying. And like when you blunder, you're like, ah, man. And then it's not as big of a deal because it's like a two plus one. You're like, well, it was bound to happen because it kind of is bound to happen. So you said you were bored with your games when you got when you found boredom. Did you say, oh, maybe I go to chess.com or oh, maybe I go to a different time format? Or were you saying I'm committed to this time format? I'm switching it up inside of the time format. Um, I don't really like playing longer games anyway. Just also with two kids in the house, it's like sometimes I'm needed and it's much easier to tell my wife, hey, can you wait like three minutes as I finish this game versus like, hey, I'm currently in a 15 plus 30 game. Talk to me in an hour. I, you know? Sweetie, I'm in an online game. I can't pause it. I can't pause it. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and so like it's much easier for her where I'm like, hey, babe, you know, I'm in a I'm in a two minute game. And I like kind of am like Jess, and then she's like, "Okay, let me know when you're done." Do 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 do. She's very chill about it, which is nice. Um, but no, I just I just feel like with the with the English in particular, it just kind of leads to the same positions, and I'm like not that interested in the position anymore. It's like I don't really feel like I can improve too much, and I kind of feel like I was in a worse position, and like I was just playing these things where I'm like I don't know what other move I could play, but I also feel like I'm just constantly in a worse position. And so I'd rather do something fun that I am enjoying. Yeah, we were, when you were playing your English, um, and I also play a very um, cagey setup with, with black, uh, with, with pawns moving out to the sixth rank, uh, there, were, there were all these positions where we had all of our pieces on the board, or maybe we traded one piece, and literally none of our pawns were touching. Do you remember that position we would constantly yeah. get in? I know. It's annoying. <laughs> I don't want to play that position constantly. Like I would rather like have variation in the game. And then also if you play the same thing over and over again, Jordan, you learn my tricks. How is that? How am I supposed to beat you? If you know all my tricks, yeah. it's impossible. Yeah. And what's nice, about especially when you're like saving your blunders for other people. Yeah, oh my God. You're probably so <laughs> mad when you see me blunder against other opponents. Like where the hell is this Jordan? When we're playing, <laughs> So when you go e4, are you like, are you committed to playing an open game, or are you like, I'm playing e4, opponent, you tell me how you want to play this game? Oh, 100% the second. I'm like, I'll do whatever you want to do. Let's, <laughs> let's dance, pony boy. Yeah. It's kind of what I say. Sometimes I'll say that in the chat. I've been blocked. No, just kidding. <laughs> but no wonder if you've been so, yeah. you've been getting so many invite invites, uh, friend requests. I know, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, though that has stopped, which is kind of nice, because that was really annoying there for a while. I also got challenged to the seven-day per-move per time format with, like, some stranger. Insane. And I was like, yeah, whatever, I'll accept it. And, like, they ran out of time. 
was like, your game with so-and-so is over. I'm Did like, they huh. die? Are they are they still alive? Did you do a house I call? Know. I know. I'm like, is everything okay? Like, how could you forget? I don't know. It wasn't that great of a game anyway. I was kind of bored with it, so are you fine. Are you uh, maintaining rating now that you've changed your opening? I've been improving it. I don't remember. I don't have them offhand what my numbers are. But yeah. But I'm also playing bullet and my bullet is like super low because I'm closer to like, I'm like around 1600 with blitz and then with bullet, I was at like 1200 or something. So I'm just skyrocketing. I think I'm at like 14 or 15 right now. Um, We'll see how it is next week, but yeah, it's been pretty great. I've really had a lot of fun. Oh, I also had kind of a fun chess experience too, where um, if we have one lesson that you can take away from this encounter is that be a good sport when you play. So, you know, there was this guy and I sent Jordan this game earlier today where like he had me at like Maiden one at move 17 in this game. And instead of checkmating me as you should, you know, like he was just being a jerk and it was just like piling up pieces and pieces and pieces, like getting everyone in. And I was just like, dude, what are you doing? Like, this is crazy. And I was like, okay, well, and then I had this like kind of stray knight that was in checking distance from his king. So I kind of like consistently, I like, he would like pile up on me again. And then I would move my knight and check him and then just kind of like hope for the best. And I ended up checkmating him, yeah. which was... It's probably, like, the greatest experience that I've had as a chess player, period. Because, like, you always want to punish people like that. Like, if someone's being a jerk to you, like, or, like, if they are, like, mean in the chat or something like that, you're like, I want to beat you so badly that you stop playing chess forever. Um, And then we repent of that. That is our momentary anger. (laughs) But then we get over it. But, like... It's kind of rude. Like, I've never been like, oh, yeah, I'm going to, like, humiliate this person. Or, like, you know, if you have, like, a king and then they have, they basically just, like, park a rook and then march all of their other extra pawns up and then have, like, six queens. It's like, you're just mean at that point. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. And so whenever you can beat someone like that or stalemate, it's always great. Yeah. Or if you're going to ban- bad manner someone like that, at least uh, castle your king. Or at I- least win. <laughs> Yeah, he was just, he was like, I'm going to bring the bishop, I'm going to do this, and he was just like, no thought to like, maybe I lose this game. I know, like, he really shouldn't have lost the game. And there were multiple times, like, when I was checking him, that he could have just, like, checkmated me immediately, but then he was like, instead of doing that, it was like two times, he was like, I'm going to bring in another piece. I'm like, dude, that's not the right call, especially when I still have a queen on the board. Yeah, you should be able to report those people... And they should get like, they should get like banned for twenty four hours for being embarrassed like I know. that after trying to embarrass somebody. I know. Um, not to sound like a Darren, which I think is the male Karen. Do you know what the male Karen word is? I, I think I don't know. No, I do not. Well, it's gonna be Darren. It's Darren. For the purposes of this podcast, it is Darren. But uh, yeah, I didn't want to like. It's just like you know, oh, you gotta report somebody, and it's like, yeah, well, like. Sometimes you got to be a Karen about it. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's justified. I think it's justified. I didn't report him, but I reported him in my mind. 
Yeah, I mean, so. people are very... I don't know, maybe I'm just speaking to myself. I'm so... I'm so not going to report somebody. I'm so anti-report, because I'm not going to... I'm going to press a button, I'm going to take a... Th- I'd rather just pl- press new game, right? I think if you report somebody, they almost always always deserve it. What do you think about that? Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just feel like, you know... It's just like it's it's like a particular like hurt that I only receive in chess where like some like stranger online is like bullying me and I'm like I hate to say it but I was like I feel bullied yeah. I don't like this yeah no one wants to be bullied <laughs> it's like why can't you just be nice to me it's like beat me and go yeah. take your points and go you know why are we doing uh why are we doing this I've also moved away from casual chess like the casual sure. games yeah uh just because, like, I've been playing the crazy time formats, and I'm like, I might as well get points from this. And I, for the most part, have. Yeah, well, doesn't it make you mad that, like, I'm changing up my opening, and I'm now gaining points? Like, don't you want to lose, like, 150 points when you change an opening? No. No? <laughs> <laughs> because it's like, why am I studying this opening? Why have I, I put all this out, all these hours? But I feel like it was good, you know, like I had my time with the English and I can always fall back on it. And, you know, maybe there's like other openings that I'll learn too. I don't know. It'll be fun. It's like, I'm not going to do anything professionally. Like I might as well just see, because I also feel like there's like certain like thresholds too, where like I noticed this in Hikaru's streams where it's like certain, uh, like when he starts at zero and he like does some insane opening, like people play certain openings at certain thresholds of point. And so like, maybe like when I break the 1600 barrier, there will be like another opening that people play that'll make things interesting. And I can do the English again and see what happens. But yeah. I don't know at this point, I don't really even see it happening. Yeah. Also, I'd... who knows if I'll ever break the 1600. <laughs> maybe I'll just wallow and die like a Victorian child <laughs> at the beach side. My rest. Yeah. I, you just you need you need a lot of blankets if you're gonna die as a Victorian child. That's what I associate with yeah. Victorian death: blankets, a yeah. lot of like pillows, and like, but like also you're sweating a lot and stinky. Right. So that's why you go to a sanatorium. You know, it could be like the Magic Mountain. Um, you know, the Thomas Mann's famous German book, which is a great book. You guys should read it. You know, you just go up there and you're like, I'm gonna stay for three weeks, and you stay for the rest of your life until you die. <laughs> Like 15 years later. That's what's happening to Jordan, guys. I need to. Br- He's calling me from Germany. <laughs> I need to bring my Victorian death game to a higher level. I'm in a low Victorian death knowledge. I don't like feeling in, in a lower, you know, intellectual strata on certain topics. I'm, I'm going to bring it. I'm going to have books. But Jordan, what you did, you know, you showed that you were my superior in our correspondence game. <laughs> Guys, for the first time in many moons, old Alex, he took an L. He took a big L. And, uh, you know, it was the death knell for the English. And I was a Victorian child there for a little while. Um, and this game was so long ago at this point because, like, you were sick and moving. Then I got sick. So it's been a while. Sorry about that. Um, yeah. But, yeah, Jordan won. He crushed me, and there's really, like, 
I was like, Jordan's overextending. And like, actually, instead of Jordan overextending, I was just losing. <laughs> and so, you know, that was how it went. And so he just kind of punished me and suffocated me. And I died. And I surrendered with little grace, a lot of kicking and screaming, too many checks that were done in anger, not in any hope of actually checkmating you. Yeah, but, I don't you know, you, remember. You crushed it. This this game was so long ago. Uh, I don't remember. Gathering from what you said, I played. You played a king's in. I was white in this game, right? You were, yeah. And you played a king's Indian, and I I played my Trompowski, and I'm assuming I was just kind of kicking your pieces around the board. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, do you have this game up? Because I don't. I don't even have nope. this game up. I I don't remember it. But Jordan, I just wanted you to be celebrated. Thank you. I wanted like in your dying days that like we lift you up and we show that you have accomplishments you have yeah. things that matter you know like these are the these are the things that you're going to tell your non-existent grandchildren about yeah i think you're dying and you don't have time to procreate <laughs> hopefully your brothers get on that and then they can talk about this game my mom is going to be so confused when she hears this podcast she's going to be like what's what's happening have you not been telling me how sick you are have you been are you are you way sicker are you just calling me and telling me you're okay and you're actually not jordan for someone who lives in the beach you look very pale right yeah. now yeah uh because when there was a, a tropical storm that came through los angeles that didn't turn into a lot and i oh, yeah i was actually gonna ask you about that yeah uh it, it it didn't turn into a whole lot people that live in the desert some people got stuck and out of power but I don't live in the desert, so I'm all good. But my mom was up at um, their cabin, and I called him on the Friday, and I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, you know, there's a hurricane. It's going to be a tropical storm. And my mom's like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, there's. it's like we, we kind of don't know. There hasn't A tropical storm hasn't hit Los Angeles in a long time. And then she's like, oh, okay, I'm going to have to check it out. I'm like, oh, no. If I wouldn't have said anything, she just wouldn't have been worried. No, why did I do this? <laughs> and now this? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, first you die from the hurricane. Now now it's the sweating sickness. Oh, my gosh. It's just, I guess one... This feels very Dickensian. <laughs> I, I feel like we're in a Charles Dickens novel. <laughs> I guess I don't know how to come out of this. Uh, let's just let's wrap up my tournament, and then you you sent you sent an article that I wanna I wanna chat about that I thought was very cool. Um, it's actually something that I kind of just want to create in Los Angeles at some point in time. Uh, but let's also I have to shout out one of our listeners. Uh, our listener Noah actually sent me this article, so shout out to Noah. Yeah, shout out I love Noah. You. Thank you. Shout out Noah. Let's let's wrap up my tournament. Actually, this was the same Noah that is famous from Oppenheimer. Oh, he was in Oppenheimer. Uh, right, it's the same guy. Wow. Yeah. He's actually not in Oppenheimer, but it could have been him. <laughs> a celebrity sent us an article. I know. He's a handsome devil, what can we say? Is he... A okay, but anyway, continue. <laughs> I'm, I'm dying. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. All right, guys. Well, the sweating sickness has taken him. <laughs> Let's wrap up the tournament. I'm two of six, but... Um, I played two unrated opponents, one loss, one win. Let's let's 
call that a draw as far as point changes. So I was one win, three losses against opponents. I'm rated 700. I beat my the average rating of my opponents was probably like 1080 to 1100. So the average rating of my opponents, um, and it wasn't a big disparity. They were all that high, and then some were like mid 1000s. Um, and and just to give an example, the way it should work is if somebody's 400 points higher than you, they should beat you 90% of the time. So that's how the e- that's how the rating system works. So I went one and three against opponents that should beat me 90% of the time. Um, so I should be gaining rating. I don't know how much rating I'm gonna gain, uh, but but that is um, that's how it should end up. I'm hoping I'll get from go from about 700 to maybe 750 or 800, which I think which I think more accurately des- uh, describes my skill at this point in time. And we'll keep you updated on our next pod. Um, but Jordan, you were talking about a an article. Tell me about tell me about your dreams. Tell me about your goals. Yeah, you sent me this article from Curbed, uh, which I guess Noah sent. Um, it's called uh, "It's Not a Chess Club, It's Club Chess." Um, and and think of club chess in the same sense you would think of like club mystic. Not club chess like I'm playing club chess. It's like a club chess. Uh, and it's just it describes this fun um, event that they that's held in Little Italy in New York City, uh, where you know kind of like hip people our age come to this cool bar with low lighting um, and drink fancy cocktails uh, and play chess in a casual setting. Uh, and that's really a vibe that I think that I'm looking to bring. Um, Alex, did you have any any thoughts on the article? I thought it was really cool. I don't know if I necessarily have the clientele here to pull something like that off, but I do think that LA does, and I think that it could be a really fun thing for you to maybe even just start small. But I'm always about craft cocktails and chess, so I think that it's a winning combo. Yeah, I, um, I just, I've, I've gathered a, a good amount of people. When, when I'm going to these things, I'm going to play chess, but I'm also going because I moved to a, I moved away from my family and friends to a city where I'm, I'm very thankful. I have a couple very close friends here, but I move, I'm, I go to these things to make friends and it's, it would just be nice to create the space that I'm looking for which is a place that I could be like, I have six guys, you know, around my, uh, six adult friends in chess, and I could just send a message like, hey, I'm going to be here on Thursday. Let me know if you want to come. And if one comes or two comes or four comes, um, it would just be nice to have something where it's like, we're not showing up and we're just, we're all being quiet and playing. We can chit chat and then go play a little later. That's actually one thing that the Palmer Chess Club here in Alaska does really well. It's that it's at a kombucha bar. Uh, it's not like low lighting, but it's like pre- pretty fun. There's food, you know, you have to buy the food, but it's like a bar kind of thing. You know, there's food, kombucha. Uh, I think they have beer too, but I've never, like I drive back, so I don't really 
drink too much there, but, um, you know, I think that it's a great vibe and you like watch other games, you look, you know, you have shorter time formats. So you're not like sitting there for hours on end, you know, just like waiting for your opponent to come back from the bathroom 17 times. Um, but also I'm probably going to be starting to play chess over the board again. Uh, one of my friends sent me a link to an Anchorage based one, which is where I am, which would be a much easier commute just because right now with two kids, it's very difficult to kind of like commit to going for, it's like a full, like basically like later afternoon and evening to get up to the other chess club that I was going to, which was full of great people and great kombucha. But this one is much closer, almost like a 10 minute drive from my house. It's on a Saturday. So I I'm hoping to go next Saturday or the Saturday after. Um, you gotta go next Saturday. But I will keep you updated. You gotta go, man. I think we might be doing family pictures next Saturday. Oh wow! But I can't remember if it's Saturday or Sunday. Like, and these are the first family pictures we've had since like we got married. Wow. Uh, yeah. What's What's the family picture meta? Are Are you gonna do like a funny one where you're all wearing like jean shirts and jean and like pants, like it's a '90s photo, or, or what's going on? I mean, I kind of love that idea, but I don't think so. I don't know if Dana would be okay with that. Uh, we're actually going up into the mountains and we're just hanging out with this photographer girl that has a great portfolio. I don't know her name or I'd shout her out, but, um, yeah, she's, she does great work. And so we never really did this when, so my first daughter's name is Thea. She's about two now. And we never really did anything like that with her when she was a baby baby. And so our second little lady, her name is Daria. Um, we want to do something like that with her. Now that she's, I mean, she's like three months old now, I think. So sweet. So, I know. She's a little yeast roll. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. The, the sweating sickness has taken Jordan again. He's, he's off camera. He's thrashing. Oh, I hope these he's coughs. Back. I hope these coughs like come to the mic, come into the microphone a little bit in a way that's not annoying. So I don't need to edit them out. Cause it is kind of funny. But I ho- I also hope it's not too loud. So I guess I guess we'll see when I when I play it back. If my ears are bleeding the next time you see me, you know why. Right. Yeah. Like if if your ears have fallen off, perhaps skin lesions. <laughs> these are all these are all symptoms. So, <laughs> but anyway, uh, thank you for listening to your week in chess, and we will uh, be back next week with another episode, and hopefully Jordan won't be dead. If he is dead, I'll be here alone. Uh, maybe a, like an in memoriam episode where we can go over Jordan's greatest thrashings of Alex um, over the board. But uh, I hope you guys have a great week. Uh, thank you for listening. Bye, guys.